please take your seats, but I'd ask the ministry team to come forward, ready to minister, please, if you could line the front. What we're going to do is we're going to spend a little bit of time praying. And what we're going to do is pray for people that need a healing touch that aren't here tonight, all right? So there'll be time later on in the service where we'll be ministering to people that have prayer needs here. But I feel led of the Lord for us. There's people that you know that are not here tonight, different parts of the world that need a touch from healing, correct? And this church was called in the days of George Jeffries, its founder, uh, who was the founder of our Elam Pentecostal movement, a great healing evangelist. And this church was known in those days as, as it was named by others, the Church of the Great Physician. And what used to happen is not only would they have healing meetings here in the temple, but people knowing about George Jeffries and knowing that this was his like base church would send requests from all the way around the world for Kensington Temple to pray for people that needed a healing touch. And I really do believe tonight that with the leading of the Holy Spirit, that as we pray for people that we know who aren't here this evening, who need a touch of healing, that from this place, the blessing of healing and miracles that we see here is going to touch them wherever they are as if they were here tonight. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to stand together in a few moments and we're going to pray. And we're going to pray a real firestorm of God's glory out of this church uh, to touch every single person that we know that needs healing. If you say, well, I don't, need, I don't really know anybody that needs healing. Well, you just pray for generally for all those that we're representing tonight. It's a priestly ministry. We're going to God on behalf of others. But when we stand and pray, there's also something I, wa I want you to think about. If you say, yeah, I know somebody who really needs a healing touch, a miracle in their body. What I'd like you to do is to come out to the front to one of the ministry teams and together pray a prayer of agreement. So that together you name the person and you agree together that God he God's healing power flows from here tonight into their lives. All right. So some of you, you're going to come forward, but not to be ministered to. This isn't for you at the moment. If you if you've got a sickness, we'll deal with that later. You won't be coming forward for yourself. We're doing it for others. All right. Then later on, there'll be time for everybody to be prayed for. So you, you get the Holy Spirit program of what we're going to do. So let's stand together. Remember, we, if you don't know a person, then just pray. And, and the leading of the Spirit is that out of this place, our prayers and the anointing of healing and miracles is going to touch, touch people. You can uh, leave your seats as we, as we do this together and you'll come. It's not going to be a long prayer ministry team, but it is going to be a prayer of faith. Remember, I'm going to be speaking about faith tonight. Inject your prayers with faith. Believe into your prayers. Don't just say the words, Lord, heal so and so. Believe. Pray believing prayers. Prayers of faith. Statements. Prophesy healing. Because it's faith-filled words that makes a difference. You're already starting. That's great. Let's just begin to pray right where we are. 
I'm going to pray over the top, but even if you're waiting in the queue to be prayed for, begin praying right where you are for the person that you're representing. We're actually believing that healings and miracles are going to touch people's lives that aren't here tonight. Father, we come into your presence in the name of Jesus and according to the leading of the Holy Spirit tonight. And Holy Spirit, you're calling us to a priestly ministry today, not to, just to pray for our own needs, but Lord, we are lifting up hundreds of people that aren't here tonight across the world that need a touch of a healing from the Master's hand, that need a miracle in their bodies, that need a miracle in their minds, that need a touch from the Almighty, that need to be made whole, that need to be made well, that need to be healed from mental illness, physical Ill illness. Father, in the name of Jesus, hear the prayers of Kensington Temple tonight. May it rise as incense mixed with faith to your throne as we lift the names of these people before you this evening we are praying with faith and we are speaking healing out of this place lord let healing flow to every person that's named before you tonight lord we pray we lift their name before you their name is before you we're praying father release your healing power upon them wherever they are in the world whatever time of day it is we pray that your healing power will touch them we believe for miracle power we believe you answer prayer we believe this is your leading father I pray for young Kezia Lord that young girl with a growth in her body Father, in the name of Jesus, lift up Kedzia before you. And I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release healing power, delivering power. Lord, let that growth either go by miracle means or if that operation takes place we pray that there will be a total healing and anointing we lift that girl into your arms tonight and we plead for her and we say father deliver her from this sickness release her let the miracle working healing power of God come upon her lives use the doctors and nurses and any medical and Lord deliver Kezia from this growth in the name of Jesus and set her strong and healing pour out your spirit upon her family pour out your spirit upon her father and mother in the name of Jesus we lift up everybody Lord we see their faces we know their needs and we come to our all-loving Father in the name of Jesus. Release faith amongst us tonight. In the name of Jesus, release faith, the gifts of faith. Release the gifts of faith. Prophesy over them. Speak blessing into their bodies. Speak healing. Curse sickness. Release divine health. You have authority in the name of Jesus to speak. The devil's been speaking the bad stuff. But you're going to speak the blessing. Lord, we take authority over every curse working in people's body, every demonic affliction, and we bind any demonic power at work in their bodies and minds. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we rise up against the works of darkness. 
and declared that the reason the Son of God was revealed was to destroy the works of the devil. In the name of Jesus, we come against every work of the enemy in those people that need a healing touch tonight. And we break the devil's power from this place and we release divine deliverance. Divine deliverance and freedom and liberty. <clears throat> Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. We declare it over these people's name. We pray for a wave, a wave of healing power, a wave of divine glory to flow from the throne of God over every single person. We pay, pray for people with disability, long-term disability. And we ask you, Father, for a mighty breakthrough of healing, a mighty move of your ability amongst those with disability. We ask you, Father, pour out your spirit. Move by your power. Loose the anointing. Father, hear our prayer. We lift them to you, God. We put ourselves in their shoes. We identify with their needs. We pray for them as if we were suffering what they were suffering, Lord. We pray for them as if it was ourselves. And we cry out to the God of Israel, to the God of deliverance, the God of our salvation, the righteous one, the great physician, the healer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, hear our prayer tonight. We pray for all those on the internet that need a touch of healing, that are watching us now, or, or, or watching the broadcast later on the internet. We pray for everyone that's viewing this, everybody that needs a touch of healing, watching or listening to this we pray the anointing of God come through the screen to you right where you are and healing, deliverance, power, restoration, bones are going to be strengthened. There's somebody watching this internet broadcast and there's, and there's something about bones being brittle or needing to be mended. In the name of Jesus, we release that strengthening power into every bone disease, every bone problem, malnutrition of bones, whatever it is. We release into people with bone disorders. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be strengthened, be strong. Let mobility come upon those that need to walk movement and mobility let the Holy Spirit Lord let there be regeneration of the bones let there be regeneration Lord let strength come back into the muscles father in the name of Jesus release your power upon all those that are dealing with wasting diseases Lord we speak a word against arthritis crippling arthritis and things that cripple the body Wherever that is, wherever people are, in the name of Jesus, we release your healing power. Let the oil of the Holy Spirit come upon them. Let there be oil of the Spirit and let it bring healing into those bones, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray for all those that are in hospital or are in and out of hospital. 
We pray, Father, that you will bring health into their lives, that you will redeem them from this condition, and that your healing anointing will cause them to be strengthened. Father, do it, we pray. Let we unblock the wells of salvation. We release the streams of healing. Let there be healing streams, Father. Healing streams touching every single person. We release the anointing of God, the gifts of the Spirit, healing and miracles and faith into every circumstance, every situation that we are bringing before you. <clears throat> Let it flow, Lord. Let it flow, angels of deliverance. Let them visit people tonight. Let angels of deliverance come upon people tonight, Lord, and bring your healing power from heaven. Strong deliverance, Father. Deliver your people. Deliver them, Lord, from the grasp of sickness and disability. Liberate them, Lord. Liberate them, Father. Liberate them, Father. Freedom and liberation, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. If there's anybody, just keep praying, if there's anybody in this place and you suffer from bone disorders, weak bones or something to do with bones and, and mobility, if there's, is there anybody here that suffers from anything to do with the bone? Yeah? Come up on the platform. I'm going to pray for you right now. Anything to do with bones. Anything to do with bones. It could be curvature of a spine. I think there's somebody that may have that in this place today. It could be that you're, you know, the way that come up on the platform, we're going to pray for you. Okay, come on up. I'm going to need catchers possibly here. What's your, what's your situation? What's your situation? It's my, my left leg and my knee. Okay. Okay, just come. What's your situation? I don't know that spoon, but there's some callosing spondylitis. What's your situation? My spine's a mess. What's your What's your situation? Have you had an accident or? Yes, Lord. Okay, we'll just continue here at the front. But those of you in the congregation, I'd like you to turn your attention and your faith and your prayers to those that are on the platform. We have all sorts of, we've got um, spines in S shapes. We've got uh, arthritis. We've got 
bones that are, are weak. And so right up here are all these people with, with these types of things. And remember what I always say on Sunday evenings is we all participate, nobody spectates. Because it could be your faith and your prayer right now that makes the difference to somebody else's life, all right? So we don't leave it to the person on the microphone, but together we participate. And our corporate faith is what will make the difference in people's lives. So right where you are, whether you're seated or standing, I want your faith to be released. I want you to look at the people on the platform. I want you to extend your hand and I want you to pray. God has given you prayer. As we bless others, the blessing will come into our lives. Father, upon this platform, we declare the healing power and the delivering power and the miracle working power of God Almighty on this platform. I sanctify this platform as a healing platform for the Holy Spirit. And I invite you, Lord Spirit, to come right now upon every person that is in this place and begin to bring healing right where they need it. In the name of Jesus, I pray, we pray, we pray for a wave of your healing power. Pour out your healing spirit, Father, on this platform now. Let it flow fire into people's bones God healing power healing power father healing power we release we release your healing power we release your healing power father father we release your healing power into this back in the name of Jesus we speak to your back and command it to be healed to straighten and to be as God would have it created to be, to line up with the Creator's plan. We speak to your back. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for your divine healing to touch this body and release healing glory from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, in the name of Jesus, release your healing power. We break the power of arthritis in the name of Jesus. <coughs> we pray for flexibility. Let pain go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let a healing flow right through this body in the name of Jesus. Lord, healing power. Let a miracle take place in this life. A miracle in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, we release healing anointing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, be healed. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, be healed. Father, strengthen these bones. Let there be total healing deliverance, Lord, right through this body, Lord. This wasting thing, in the name of Jesus, we release the strength of God and the victory of God. In Jesus' name, Father, release the power of your Holy Spirit upon your daughter. And we command healing. Healing. We command healing. Healing in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth.
be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, every part of this body we lift to you. We ask for your healing deliverance. Right where you stand, those of you that are on the platform, right where you stand, I want you to see if God has done something instantly. If the pain's gone, if there's a flexibility that's come, try and do something that you wouldn't normally be able to do comfortably. Just check it out by faith. Just check it out right now, what God is doing. Try it out. Do something that wouldn't normally be comfortable. Move your muscles in a way that normally you wouldn't be able to. Just check it out right now as the Holy Spirit is working. We just let that thick anointing come like a blanket over the whole of this congregation, Lord. The blanket of your presence. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. See if something's changed. Don't just receive, check it out. See if God is doing something. Move, Holy Spirit, in all of our lives tonight. Every single one of us, not just those that need a physical healing, but those that need a touch from the Master's hand in their emotional lives. Father, release your presence upon us tonight, we ask. The presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord, upon the congregation. Just rest upon them, Lord. Father, I pray for every single person in the balcony. That you would rest your glory on their lives. That you would touch them in the deep parts of their heart. That you would bring spiritual renewal upon their lives that you would give them divine encounter that you would lead them into the paths of righteousness and the ways of the spirit Lord for every single person in the balcony I pray that your presence will come upon them that goodness and mercy will catch up with them that your glory will be with them Lord, that they will have divine encounters with your presence. Every single one of them, Lord. Release your presence. Release your mercy. Awaken them to the things of the Spirit. Let them see things in the Spirit and hear things in the Spirit. And may the Word of God come alive to them. May the Word of God and the preaching of God and the scriptures of God. May the word bring life into their lives. Lord, I pray that you'll impart to them a divine hunger. For those that are in the balcony, that's what I'm praying specifically, that God will create in your heart a divine hunger for his presence, that you will experience new hunger. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I pray for the spirit of revelation to come upon the word in your life. And that you will experience the power of God's word in your daily life. I pray that as you read the word, scriptures will literally leap out of the book and strike your heart with the power of the promise that's within them. That the promises of God would visit you with power. Oh, yes. 
that God's prophetic promises would move within you. I pray for a release of divine revelation that comes with power. I pray for those of you in the lower section that the grace and mercy of God would come into your life. That you would begin to know Jesus in ways you never thought possible. That the Holy Spirit will illuminate the scriptures. That the Holy Spirit will bring Jesus out of the scriptures into your life in new ways. That the scriptures will become like a beautiful window through which you meet the Master. I pray for divine encounter in prayer. I pray that your prayer life will be set on fire. I pray that the moment that you lift your voice to the Lord, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. I pray that the moment you, you breathe the scriptures, the power of God will hit you. I pray for a divine renewal and revival to come into your life. I pray that the Lord will strike down the enemy in your lives and lift up Christ. Oh, Father, I pray for visitations in your dreams. I pray that the Holy Ghost will come upon you when your head hits the pillow, that the anointing of God and the favor of God and the faith of God and the grace of God and the breakthrough of God and the hope that is in Jesus will well up within your heart. I pray that every depressing spirit, every defeatist spirit will be broken and that something new will arise in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship and glorify your name. Release your power. Yay! Release your power. Oh, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory and power are yours, Lord. Nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing's too difficult for you. Oh, let there be victory. A note of victory in the spirits of your children, Lord, that will defeat the devil. Release us from contamination of this world and cause us to rise in faith. Oh, let the glory fall, Lord. The power, encounter. Hallelujah. Just worship him right where you are. Worship him in tongues, prophecy. But not the same old tongues, a new tongue. A tongue that you need faith to worship with. Not the same old one, a new tongue. Declare his glory. Let's fill this place with the incense of faith and praise. Yes, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be praised. Worthy to be worshipped and glorified. You're worthy, Lord. We worship you, Jesus of Nazareth. Healer, Savior, Master, Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords, we worship you. Every touch from your hand is gracious, Lord. Faithful in your dealings. Loving kindness. 
mercy, deliverance, liberty, freedom. Oh, hallelujah. The power of the kingdom is yours. All things are in your hand. We place our lives in your hand tonight. We come out of the darkness of unbelief into the light and grace of faith. We believe in you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Is there, is, is there anyone on the platform you notice a difference? Something's happened? Just come forward. Tell the people what, what, what's happened. Uh, when I was at work, a uh, file fell on my back. And, um, when you were at work, some files fell off. Fell off my back. And then a um, few days, I can't feel any difference. But after three days or four, then I can't even move. And I was in, you know, medication and things like that. But then still again, when it's really cold, I can feel like there's something drilling in my bones. And um, my cell leader, my cells praying for me, I know I can feel that. But then again, it's only me and only my body can feel it. And every time I feel it, I praise and worship the Lord. But I can't do that. That. You couldn't. I, I couldn't before. Now I can. There's no pain in my back. No pain. Praise the Lord. Father, we seal this healing in the name of Jesus. This thing is done in the name of Jesus. It's finished in the name of Jesus. Anybody else notice any? Yeah, just come forward. Just tell people what the problem was and how it's changed tonight. Well, lots of pain in my leg and um, my bone here and my spine. How long have you been suffering? Since before Christmas and I had lots of tests. Still I'm having lots of tests at the moment. But I feel much better. I had lots of release emotionally, which I believe is the reason of the pain as well. So praise God, I feel really happy. I release tonight and I need it. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Anyone? Yeah. Just tell them again what the problem was. Yeah, after um, 11 o'clock service, I was having pains in my hip and my knee. So I had to go home for painkillers. And when I came back this evening, the pain was still increasing. So I thank the Lord for the word of prophecy for bone disease today. And I hope that God will heal me completely. Have you noticed any change? Yes, the pain has gone down a bit because I was having it in my knee and my hip. Father, total healing. This thing never to return. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone else? Yeah. Just tell them what the problem was. Um, I've got uh, ankylosing spondylitis and it's um, a disease of bone. You know, your vertebra gets fused. Um, and when I came up, um, I still have mobility in my spine, but I was coming to be prayed for so that can be arrested but also on pain at my back and um, um, you know bedding is quite a problem but you know I can do so now. Show us what, what you couldn't do before. And could you I can I can do could you have done that before? With difficulty. Difficulty yes. Yeah, pain, pain. And how was it then in comparison? Um, really good. <laughs> yes. A lot different. Father, what, what's this called again? Ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, I can't say that, but we'll pray. Any 
Father, yeah, we drive this thing out. We thank you for your touch tonight and the change that we've seen. But Father, we want total healing in this back in the name of Jesus, this spine in Jesus' name. We here tonight join together and speak healing faith, miracle faith into this spine line up in the name of Jesus. We command you in the name of Jesus to be obedient to the master and the creator's design. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Spine in Jesus' name. We command you to be totally healed in Jesus' name. Anybody else? Yeah. Was it arthritis? arthritis in the joints and trapped nerves in the leg but I, in my spirit tonight I have faith that I am healed Amen and have you noticed any difference yet? A bit of difference, yes, yes, yes. But Well, according to your faith and the grace of God we join our faith with your faith and that's a tremendous power when more than two and three but hundreds agree together what's your first name? Vivian, we at Kensington Temple agreed tonight that the Lord would visit you with a visitation of healing power and that from the top of your head, if, if, don't take them off the platform if anybody's got something they want to share, all right? So if you've gone off the platform and you still had some, you shouldn't really take people off the platform without my permission because I'm in charge, you see. Now, you shouldn't really take people off the platform without my permission, because how do you know I, had, I, I hadn't finished yet? But if, but don't want to bang on about it, but if anybody that went, went off the platform, you've got something that changed, come back on the platform and give God glory, because that's part of the healing. Amen. Vivian, where were we? We were agreeing in faith together. Amen. That's right. We join our faith with your faith, and we say from the top of your head, to the soles of your feet, let the electric power of God's healing love go through you and bring healing power, deliverance from pain, mobility in the joints, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, what's your name? Um, Anita. Anita, come where everybody can see you. Just tell them what you're suffering with and what's happened. It's my, my hip. Um, I've had it for quite a long time and every now and then it flares up and I find it difficult to walk. Um, it's just less intense at the moment. When I came it was really bad but it's, at the moment it's less intense but it hasn't gone completely. Anita, Lord, we thank you for the signs of your grace tonight in Anita's body. It's less intense. We're believing you, God, that you're doing something in Anita's hips. Father, in the name of Jesus, release your healing power. The sign of your grace, Lord, that it manifests into full, total healing and miraculous in this precious life. Father, bless her. The Lord would say to you, okay, that the Lord would say to you, yes, I shall heal you in this hip condition. But the Lord would also say that there was purpose in this. 
And the Lord is saying that like Jacob who wrestled with God, who walked with a limp, dependent on God, so also in your life things have taken place as you've struggled with things and issues. And the Lord is healing you but this healing is a sign that although you will not walk, as it were, with a limp physically and that God will restore you this very night, I believe, the healing will take place. But God is also saying that with what he wants to do with you and use you, he would ask you to remember to always in your spiritual life walk with a limp. Lean on me, says the Lord, not on your own understanding. And I will make your path straight. So be healed, says the Lord, from this condition. And walk with me. Depend on me. And I will make your path straight. Is there anything you can do to, like, to try out to see if anything has changed? I don't know how it works. but Take a while. And I couldn't do it because it was so painful to do it. Not that I can do much because I just literally started. Just give us a few moves and see how it goes. I know it's hard. You haven't got the shoes on, but just give us a few moves. <laughs> now... Was, that, was there any difference? Could you do that before? I could, I, it was getting better as I kept going. Give us one more blast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God. Thank you so much. So you, you can feel? Yes, I can feel that it's much better. Thank you. Thank you. And don't forget the prophecy that goes with the healing. God bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We've got Robert Sladen back with us next Sunday evening. We've got William Lee coming back. Not next week, Sunday, but next Sunday evening. And uh, who doesn't know who William Lee is, just out of interest? Look at that, isn't that wonderful? Look at all those hands up in the balcony. You don't know who William Lee is. Look at all those hands. That's what I love about KT. We're always getting new people in. Well, nothing can prepare you for Brother William Lee. He is an evangelist, gypsy, theologian. And um, he was with us for two years. When was it? How many years ago? I can't remember. Huh? Came in 08, uh, so, um, 2008, 2010, he was with us. We had nightly meetings, I think, except for Monday. But basically, every night, we, and we saw 5,000 commitments to Christ. We saw many, many miracles and healings. If you don't know William, you can just William Lee on YouTube, and uh, you'll be able to see some of the miracles that take place. And that night is a night to bring every person that doesn't know the Lord. Well, every night is because we always make an altar call on Sunday evenings. But he's with us. He's actually on the ministry team. 
at Kensington Temple. He's uh, our, one of our evangelists, and so he's on Colin's team. This is his home church. He's going to be there on the Saturday with Christian for our evangelism training, but that's Sunday night. So we've got Roberts next Sunday, William Lee the Sunday after. Let's bring some new people to experience the power and grace of God. Well, if you've got your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to Mark chapter 6. I want to speak tonight about... Um, I've forgotten the title. Uh, uh, De- being delivered from your spiritual Nazareth, or something like that. And I'm going to re- read this passage about Jesus in Nazareth, and it might seem a negative passage, but I'm using it in a positive way, all right? Mark chapter 6, verse 1. Jesus went out from there, And came into his hometown, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogues. And the many listeners were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what is this wisdom given to him? And such miracles as these performed by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joses, and Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and his own household. Now listen. And he could do no miracle there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled at their unbelief. This is an incredible passage of scripture. We see Jesus returning to his hometown, and yes, miracles are taking place, and he's preaching the gospel, and the anointing is there, and wisdom is there. But we see that into the people comes a spirit of unbelief. They just, they look at him, and they're offended by him, and they close their hearts to the ministry of Jesus. And so much so that, according to this scripture, they limit his ministry. Now that's quite an incredible thing, isn't it? And I thought this through and I thought, well, you know, firstly, let me say this. Jesus can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants, to whomever he wants. So, you know, there's, no, there's nothing in my mind that says that Jesus, the sovereign Lord of glory, he can do what he wants. Okay? But at the same time, there was something going on that did limit his ministry. Whether he chose to limit it or the atmosphere, it limited his ministry. And it was the unbelief of people. It says... And he could do no miracle there. So although I want to affirm that Jesus can do whatever, whenever, to whomever, having affirmed that, let's take this passage seriously and at face value, and it says that he couldn't do it. He was limited. Can you imagine? The most that he could do, it says, is lay his hands on a few sick and heal them. You know, so, my, so often in the Gospels, it says 
they brought multitudes of sick to him and he healed them all. But here you get the feeling. Try and feel what was going on here. He could do no miracle there except heal a few sick. And look, and he wondered or marveled at their unbelief. They limited the Lord. I was speaking to a good minister friend of mine earlier this week who used to be on the ministerial staff of KT uh, many years ago when I was just a, a youngster on the staff. And he was telling me about the churches that he had pastored at since he moved from Kensington Temple to other areas. I'm not going to give his name because um, that would then if you found out what churches they were, it wouldn't go down well. So, but he was saying, he was saying, you know, Bruce, I value my time at Kensington Temple so much. He said, because in the situations that I've been in, the thing that I have struggled most with is an atmosphere of unbelief. He, says, he, he said, you know, I know you don't, he said to me, he said, I know you don't, Bruce, but don't ever take for granted the faith that is in Kensington Temple. And the faith of the people. And the faith that you're operating. Don't take it for granted. Because he said I've been to places. That are a spiritual Nazareth. That people, people are Christians. They live as Christians. They abide by Christian morality. They come to church on Sunday. Midweek Bible study. Maybe if they're not busy. But they neither live by faith or expect Jesus to do things by faith. They're just going through life in a comfortable form of Christian religion. And he said to try and break down this unbelief, this lack of expectation, has been the hardest thing to put fire in their belly, to, to cause them to rise up in faith, to, to conquer their atmosphere and do great exploits for God and the local church. He said so many times they just don't want to know. They're just not interested. They think that, he said, basically he said, they think I'm blessed as a pastor if they show their face on a Sunday. A spiritual Nazareth. You see, it's possible to limit the Lord. And I'm going to come to some positive passages in a minute, but I want to use this in a positive way because we're not in a spiritual Nazareth here, but we should never take that for granted. This is why I always invite you that are here in, on Sunday evening to join with me when we pray for people. I don't take the credit for anything that takes place on this platform. The Lord has done it, but it's not just through my faith, it's through all our faith. The last thing I want and the last thing I need as a leader of this service on some Sundays is spectators. And thank God that you're not. And if you are liable to spectate, shake yourself out of it. Because we need an atmosphere of faith to pioneer things in the spirit on these Sundays, Sunday evenings. And what we pioneer and experience together on Sunday evenings is going to come into the rest of our lives. You know, just between me and you, because you're, you're here at the 7 o'clock, I don't know how people survive on morning meetings alone. I, I don't know how they survive. 
But when we have opportunities like on a Sunday evening or a Wednesday evening to flow in the Spirit, I don't know how people survive. And here in this, this, this story, we see Jesus came to minister, but people limited his ministry. I thought to myself, God, am I lim- where am I limiting your ministry? By my unbelief. Now, remember, I've, I've speak a lot on these Sunday evenings about faith and what faith is and what faith isn't. And, and faith is a relationship with God. It's not about some sort of power that you turn on and turn off that's impersonal. Faith is simply trusting the Lord. Or as uh, uh, the famous book by R.T. Kendall, when he went to Martin Lloyd-Jones, his mentor, and said, can you give me a definition of faith? And uh, after a week, Martin Lloyd-Jones, one of the greatest British preachers of all time, said to R.T., believe in God. And uh, and R.T. said, that's what I'm going to call my new book on Hebrews, on the faith of Hebrews, believing. It's simply trusting God. Faith is intensely personal. It's whether God is good for his word. A few weeks ago, I preached on the just shall live by faith. And I said that Habakkuk... 2-4 could be translated as the just will live by his faithfulness. And trusting God, believing God, is not just taking off the limits of what he can do in your life. That would be a start. Taking off the limits of what God can do with you. But here we find it's also taking off the limits of his ministry. He could do no miracle. I was thinking about my friend talking about these so-called spiritual Nazareths. And I was thinking, do you know what? If they began to take the limits off what God could do in their church life and their family life, who knows what God would do? I mean, here is Jesus limited in Nazareth, could do very few things. But the rest of the Gospels, we see him doing absolutely marvelous things. You know, thank God for everything that he does amongst us, yes? But I hope we're not satisfied with it. I hope we're not, wow, that's good enough for us, and we've set the limit there. Felt challenged in my spirit. Lord, in what aspect am I limiting you where you can do no great work? I'm not just talking about ministry. Ministry is great, but ministry is a work of the spirit. I'm talking about my personal life. I'm saying, Lord, in my personal walk with you, where am I limiting you? Where, 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 what area? Family life, economic life, devotional life, prayer life. Where are the areas where you can do no great work because I'm limiting you with, with lack of expectation, with lack of believing? That spiritual Nazareth, what area? Because I find that life really is all about trusting Jesus, his words, and with us. And I thought about this limiting. So the first thing I want to say is, let's not limit God. You know, I think we limit God sometimes when we're believing God for, a, for, for something that's not happening. Or we've not experienced before. It's like, if we've not seen it, can we really believe that God's done it? You know, the pioneers of faith in revival... They do things that people have never seen before. And once they've done things that people have never seen before, people then have faith for it. 
And there's a place where apostolic leaders should do that. They pioneer. They break through. We see the hand of the Lord upon them. We believe God and we step into where they've trod. True? But at the same time, we are a pioneering ministry. We're called to be a pioneering church. And we all together must believe God for things that we've not seen before. This is particularly true of salvation. Where we don't see in our lives breakthrough in salvations amongst our friends and colleagues, we must not become limiters of Christ. Because what can happen is, if your experiences that people on your evangelism of three, your list of ten that we're working in ourselves, don't immediately get saved. You can begin to lower your, your, your belief and you begin to limit the saving work of the Holy Spirit. You don't begin to witness. You don't begin to step out. You don't begin to befriend. Because something inside you doesn't really believe that Jesus has the power to save. But he does. But we have to believe that before he does it. Do you hear? Faith for souls, that is the challenge of the day. Because God is looking for people that will believe that he can do a great miracle and save someone's soul. And you know what? God is calling us to do that. And we're going to see breakthroughs. If we don't limit the saving power of God, God can save anybody. He's looking through a vessel to reach out. The gospel is the power of salvation to all that believe. So we need to go before the throne and begin to have faith for souls. And, I, and I've said in my own life, that's one of the areas I feel that I'm limiting God. That somehow I'm like limiting him. And it's like, how much do I believe he can save the souls that I, I know and need to bring to the Lord? How much do I believe? I mean, am I going to take the limits off the Savior and believe that he can save my neighbors? If so, what am I going to do about it? To do something. Now, we talk about limiting God. And we are limiting God. This isn't a rebuke. We are limiting God. Because God wants us to move into a revival mentality. A, a, a mentality of faith and expectation that takes the limits off God in our lives and in what he can do for us. And that's going to take faith to believe that he's able to do what he's not done before. That he is the God of the impossible. That he calls that that is not as though it was. He calls that that is not as though it were. We need to begin to call again those things that are not as though they were in the prayer closet to call them saved who aren't. To call that that is not as though it were. That's faith. That's faith. But let me take you from this place where Christ was limited by people. They, they just shut him, his ministry down. They shut his ministry down. How could anybody ever shut Jesus' ministry down? I tell you what, there's churches up and down Europe that have shut him down. There's churches you can go to and the whole healing ministry of Jesus is shut down. Because they don't believe in it, preach it. If you don't lay hands on the sick, if you do not lay hands on the sick, they shall not recover. I mean, if you don't preach healing, no one's going to get healed. And all these other aspects, the spiritual gifts of God. There are many churches where the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, where the ministry of Christ through His Spirit, through the spiritual gifts, have been shut down. They've limited. I mean, I know 
of charismatic, popular charismatic churches that have great charismatic music, great charismatic communication, but hardly any gifts of the Spirit. So you can easily shut down the Lord. But we want to be open for all His ministry, don't we? So let me go from this passage to some other passages. Because in this passage, Jesus wondered and marveled at their lack of faith. So let's go to two other passages where Jesus wondered and marveled about their great faith. Let, let's see... If we've seen people that limited God in their own lives, limited Christ's ministry, how about people that took the limits off Christ? Well, I've got two for you, well known. Uh, the Syrophoenician woman, Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. The opposite to the Nazareth mentality. Matthew 15, 21. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and employed him, say, implored, implored him, saying, send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to, began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O oh, woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. How incredible. I mean, this woman took the limits off Christ. In fact, here... We see Christ putting limits on her. Actually, Christ pushing her away. I mean, how, how would you feel if you came up to me in the prayer line as one of the ministers here and said, yeah, I just wondered if you pray for me. My daughter has got seizures uh, and, and, got, and got fits. And I don't even answer you. It says he did not answer a word. Help me. My daughter's got seizures and fits. She's in hospital. How would you feel? And then how would you feel if the ministry team around me, say, say Gabriel and Christian, start coming up and saying, Bruce, we've got to get rid of this woman. Look, can't you see? He doesn't want to pray for you. He's not talking to you. We, we, need, to get, we need to get rid of her. Let's send her away. Let's get the stewards and, and get rid of her. How would you feel? I'll tell you what. Most of us, including myself, if you came up to, to a minister and the minister just blanked you, talked to the hand, you'd be like, right, I will. I'm off. Wouldn't you? And you'd be stumbled. And you would, you would be offended. And you would walk out hurt. Well, that's what Jesus did. And then if Gabriel and Christian started saying, leave him alone, get lost. And then we threw you out with the stewards. You know? 
So here, Jesus is putting limits on her. And yet, what did she do? She refused, she pushed, she pushed through the limits. And, uh, and then she eventually gets to him. She won't be put, this is great faith. She won't be put off. So often we're put off. And you know, sometimes, because it says he didn't answer her. Sometimes we ask the Lord and we don't get the answer and we're put off. Sometimes we feel like the Lord is just silent on an issue. And we're put off. We say, I don't understand, Lord. And sometimes we're hurt by what we're facing or going through. And God is silent, not answering. And other people don't seem bothered about it. Seems like we're carrying it on our own. But she gets to him, bows down and says, Lord, help me. And then he eventually answers her. But it's not a positive. He says, I've come here to give bread to the children and you're a dog. I mean, he's pushing. Can you see this? You're a dog. But you know what? She took the limits. She, broke the, she took the limits off Christ's ability. She said, do you know what? Even the dogs have the bread that the children don't eat. And I thought about this. And I thought, only children that have an abundance of food would allow crumbs to fall on the floor. If you can imagine a place that's going through famine... How many crumbs would end up on the floor for dogs? So the picture here is, it's almost for me like she's saying, do you know what? They, they may have the bread, but I am so hungry that I'll take a crumb. They may have the bread, but they don't even know what, what this bread is. They're taking it for granted. They're eating it and, you know, like a kid eating food and know they've got enough food eating it's all falling on the floor they don't care there's plenty more where that's coming and she's saying I tell you what I might be a dog but that food is so precious wow and Jesus said your faith is great so there we have Jesus in Nazareth and everybody's putting they're limiting him and cost constraining his ministry and now he is Jesus and he is like Pushing away this woman in a number of ways. And she won't give up. She keeps on pressing in until she gets the miracle. God, let our faith be like that. Let us not be offended by God. Let us not be discouraged by God. Let let us not be put off by God. You know... The Bible says, and my friend reminded me this. He said, you know what, Bruce? He said to me, he said, I mean, what is God looking for most? And knowing him, I thought he'd probably say love or community because that's the sort of, what would God want most? And I said, well, what what do you think? He said, faith. Faith is the only thing that pleases him. You know, there came a place where this woman said, I like your faith. I like your faith. Wouldn't you like to have God go, look at, look at him, look at her. I like that faith. That's cheeky faith. That's faith that doesn't give up. Wouldn't you like God to be pleased, to smile, to go look at that faith? I ignored her and she still believed. My ministry team tried to get rid of her and she still believed. I was rude to her. And she still believed, I like your faith. It's great. 
So can you see how this, this faith is so opposite to shutting down Jesus? In fact, what this faith does, it doesn't shut down Jesus with unbelief. It actually causes to do things that Jesus seemed not to want to do. How about believing God and pushing through? And even when he doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to do it. He does, but you know, doesn't seem to want to do it. You believe it anyway. You don't give up. You're like the widow knocking on the door for justice. Knock and keep knocking. Ask and keep asking. And anything that's thrown in your way, you just brush it aside. And Jesus goes, I like your faith. The next uh, and final example of taking the limits of Jesus by your faith is um, found in um, Matthew chapter 8, the centurion's faith. Matthew 8, verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large... Okay, that's verse 5. And when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fully, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority and with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Wow. Marveled at his faith. Can you imagine Jesus marveling at your faith? Being pleaked. Whoa. Look at my daughter. Look at my... Wow. Wow. Why? What was, what was he marveling about? Well, the centurion came to him and Jesus said to him, I will come with you. But the centurion said, not necessary. And I thought about that. And I thought, you know, what would I have done in his position? Like when I put myself in the shoes of the Syrophoenician woman, I got offended, left the building... And spreading, you know, bad reports about Jesus and his nasty disciples. So that's what I would, I'm being honest, that's what I would have done. I'm hoping to change by the Spirit. And I'm telling you, when I thought about it, that's what I would have done. And maybe in some areas of my life, I've done that. I've been offended, disappointed, discouraged. And I've like, dissed the Lord, pushed the Lord away. And I'm like, right, whatever, I won't be praying about it anymore then. See what I'm saying? Let this thing work in you. What have you done in her shoes? And I thought, what would I have done in the centurion's shoes? Yes, I asked Jesus to come. But actually, if I was a centurion, I wouldn't probably have gone to him myself. I'm a centurion. I'd have probably sent one of my hundred men to go and get him. And he would come. He would come. Because <laughs> i got a hundred men that are going to bring him. And this Jew, remember, I'm a Roman centurion. And the Jews were annoying to them most of the time because they were keep rebellious people and all that stuff. And this Jew carpenter will come into my house and do what he can do. And if he doesn't fix it, I'm a centurion. I'm going to stick him in prison. Okay? So I wouldn't have gone to him. I'd have sent someone to him because I'm a centurion. He's a carpenter. So first of all, I wouldn't have gone to him. He went to him. He humbled himself. Knew his need. 
And he knew that the man deserved face to face. Do you know, sometimes we need to get face to face with the Lord to ask him. You don't have because you don't ask. That is such a powerful statement. It's amazing some of the things that God wants to do, we don't ask him. We don't ask him or we throw it up once. We don't, ask, we don't get face to face and discuss it with him. Anyway, I don't want to make this into a big sermon. He then, he then, then what does it, it, Jesus says, I'll come with you. Now, if he'd said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, okay, great. Because now I've got Jesus with me on the journey back. Jesus can keep assuring me and comforting me and telling me that he's going to do it all the way. In fact, I'll hold his hand so I know he's not going anywhere. And I'll walk with the Lord. Are you, are you going to hit me? All right. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to heal him then? Yeah, yeah. I told you I'd heal him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not long, about an hour. Yeah. The healing power doesn't like fade, does it? It's all right. You don't need, you don't need, you know, to get your, get your faith back or pray or anything. No, all right. So you're really going to heal him? Yeah, I'm coming with you, aren't I? Oh, great. So you're like, you lay hands on him and everything, won't you? Well, you know, you're going to actually, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And sometimes that's what we're like with the Lord. He's given us promises. He's given us the prophetic word. He's spoken to us from scripture. He's told us what we're going to do. And yet we spend the whole time like walking. Yeah, I just told you I'm going to do it, Bruce. This happens to me a lot. I'm putting myself, it's like put, you've got it in your little prophecy book, Bruce. You wrote it down. You've got the date. You know it's from me. Yeah, I know, but I'm just wondering, are you still going to do it? No, I haven't changed my mind. And so I'm arguing and discussing with the Lord on the way to the miracle and the fulfillment of what God's already told me. And I know he's told me, but I'm doubting along the way, and I'm keeping talking to him. And it's a trust issue. It's a faith issue. It's a faith issue. But he says, not necessary, just say the word and she'll be healed. I mean, like the woman, he goes beyond. It's like Jesus says, and he says, and he takes even more limits off Jesus. He says, you don't need to come with me. Just say it and she will be healed. And then he had to walk all the way back with just the confidence. Jesus said, I'll come with you. He said, I've got more faith than that. You don't even need to come. Jesus volunteered to come, but he shocked him. By, by Jesus said, I'll do it, and, he'll, and, and, and I'll come with you. And he said, don't even, don't even bother. Just say the word. Wow. And Jesus was like, what? He said, I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like it. You've shocked me. He marveled at his faith. You've shocked me. Come on. I want to be in positions in my life where I shock God. You know what I mean by shock. Where, where he's like, what? Not just getting by and being somebody that's like Peter in the water. Oh, help me. And God helps me and goes, where's your faith? But someone where Jesus goes, oh, my God. Look at this. Look how he believes. Look how he believes. He's, I've told him I'm going to do it, but he goes beyond. He says, you don't even need to, Lord. It's an, you could do it without. I mean, the fa- can you see the difference? Nazareth, they shut him down. Let's not shut him down. Let's let him loose. And let's just not let him loose. But let's, let's get to the place where one day, whatever w- these models of great faith, God will be, wow, pleased marveled at our faith and that whatever happens to us we won't let whatever's happening dominate us 
But we will rise up like those two and take the limits of God in our lives, take the limits of God in other people's lives, and take the limits of God. And if God speaks to us, we'll drive on through. We know who he is. The Syrophoenician was like, I know who you are. You're not talking to me, but I know who you are. Your disciples are sending me away, but I know who you are. All right, you call me a dog, but I know who you are and what you can do. I mean, isn't that wonderful? The centurion, I'll come and be with you. You don't need to. Why? I know who you are. I know your power. You don't even need to do that. I'm not here to waste your time. Just say the word. That's what I believe. The perception of who he was. Let's bow our heads in prayer. We're going to open up the floor for ministry for everybody that needs a prayer and some worship. If the worship team could get ready because ready, we're going straight into that afterwards. But I'm going to give an opportunity for anybody that's here tonight that doesn't know the Lord. You've never put your faith in him. Don't shut the Lord down before he's even begun in your life. Don't shut him down. Don't say, God, Jesus, I'm not interested. You just shut him down. But invite him into your heart. Take the limits off the Lord and let him come and reign in your life. He can heal you from your sins and your sicknesses. All you have to do in your heart tonight is believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and that he rose again and that he's Lord and you shall be saved. It's simple faith. Thank God you don't need great faith. You don't need the faith of the Syrophoenician woman. You don't need the faith of the Saturian. All you need that is the simple childlike faith. Jesus save me. You're my Lord. And that faith will save you. And the seed of salvation is planted in your heart. If you are ready for that, with every head bowed, lift your hand and I will pray for you. And tonight, by faith, Jesus will save you from your sins and you'll receive eternal life. Who is it tonight? Lift your hand and I'll pray for you. Upstairs, downstairs, hands in the air. By faith, lift your hand if you want salvation in this place tonight. I'm not going to continue. You've got yep, in the front row, second row. Upstairs, hands up to the Lord. Yep, over to the left. Anybody else, hands up to the Lord. You lift your hand, he'll bow down and take it. He didn't die in secret. He, he was lifted up on a cross high before the world to see. It's not much to respond, to have faith enough to lift your hand and say, it's me tonight, Lord. I need you. For the last time of asking, is there anybody else you want to go out free tonight? Lift your hand now. Amen. And as the ministry team come to the front, we're going to open up the front. If you need to go during this worship, you can go. You're free to go. You're free to worship the Lord. Let him do business in your heart as you respond to taking the limits off him, to walk out of Nazareth and have an environment of faith. But there might be some, some need that you have tonight that you want prayer for. And for the next 10 minutes or so, as we worship the Lord together, do come and be prayed for. Have faith enough to come out you might find your miracle takes place tonight. Let's stand, everybody together.